Well, praise the Lord. Um, I started a bit of a series a couple of weeks ago, and then we got things coming in the way, uh, and we had to take a bit of a diversion. But today I'm going to complete this series, which is something which is on my heart, it's been on my heart for years, and that is to bring forth the importance of flowing in the supernatural as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll remember um, the first two sessions, one was on the 11th of September, the other one on the 18th, I spoke to you about empowered for the supernatural by the anointing. And I shared a lot, and if you have, if you miss those sessions, I really encourage you to go and listen to them so that you, uh, you, you understand the foundation of what I'm going to be talking to you about today. But of course, today I'm finishing off. This is the third part of, of this series, and uh, I'm going to be finishing off uh, with this message. So I want to just say this as we begin today is we have been empowered by the anointing of the Holy Spirit to do exploits. And what are exploits? You know, if you look at this word in the dictionary, what does it mean? Well, exploits are unusual accomplishments. They are accomplishments that cannot be done purely through natural abilities. This is a way of defining what an exploit is. You know, if you look at it from a natural perspective, it's things that only the odd person here and there um, have ever accomplished. But in, in the biblical sense, it's talking about accomplishments that cannot be done purely through natural abilities. They actually require a release of a supernatural power of God in order for these accomplishments to be done. Now, you will remember, uh, if you've watched uh, the previous sessions, in the last session, I said to you that Jesus flowed so much in the supernatural in his ministry. In fact, most of what he did were a display of a supernatural power of God. And why did he do that? He wanted his father to be glorified. You see, when you and I as believers begin to believe God for the supernatural, we begin to flow in that, we give glory to God because these are exploits. You, you can't explain them through your own natural ability. Amen? And Jesus wanted people around him to know that his father is real, his father is powerful, and his father is supernatural. Amen? And then he said, well, watch what I do. Here is a proof. Sick people are healed, devils are cast out, food is multiplied, blind people see for the first time in their lives, storms are calmed, dead people are raised back from the dead, uh, back to life, the hidden is revealed, the prophetic word is spoken, you know, and he went on and on doing these things. Why? Because he wanted his father to be glorified and he wanted people to know that his father is real, is not a fairy tale. God is not somewhere in, in the hairy fairies, you know, uh, that most people believe because if they can't see him, but God is very real and he still works today in the supernatural through his church. Amen. So the supernatural empowers us to do exploits. Amen. In Mark chapter 16, verse 17, 
the last words of Jesus before his ascension, he said, these signs will follow those who believe. And Mark 16, 17, and he went on to say, they will cast out devils, they will pray with new tongues, they will heal the sick. You know, and he, and he goes on and he explains what he's talking about. And you know that these signs of his exploits are what provides testimonies to God's glory in our lives. If you don't have any supernatural testimony, then what do you have to give glory to God? What do you have to tell someone else, this is what God has done through me? Anything else is just your own power, your own natural abilities. Amen? Here is that scripture again, James. Well, this is another scripture, sorry. Uh, from James chapter 5, verse 17. He's talking of Elijah. He says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. In other words, he's just a man, like you and I. That's what James is saying. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Three and a half years. Elijah prayed, no rain. And then he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced this fruit. Now, let me ask you this question. Who was Elijah? Well, most people will say rightfully so. He was a prophet. Absolutely, that's who he was. But he was a man. That's what James is trying to tell us. He was a man, just like you and I. And yet he did exploits. He flowed in the supernatural. He stopped the rain from coming on the earth for three and a half years. And when the time came and he felt God wanted to release the rain, he prayed again and the rain came. These are supernatural exploits. But you see, Elijah was not just a prophet. The important thing to understand about this man of God, that he was a believer in Almighty God. Over and above being a prophet, he was a believer in Almighty God. Amazing faith in God. People say that signs and wonders follow only evangelists. I've heard this many times in the years that I've been serving the Lord. But here is a typical example that proves that this is not always true. Elijah was mainly known not as an evangelist, but as a prophet. And signs and wonders followed him throughout his ministry. So Elisha was a man of God, but his faith was very, very strong in his father, in God, in Jehovah. He was a true believer in God. And so these signs followed him. And it followed not only him, but also his disciple, the prophet Elisha. Let me tell you, who are followed by signs and wonders and miracles. In other words, who will do exploits for God in this world? True, anointed, faithful believers. These are the ones, those are the ones who will do exploits, who want to follow in the footsteps of Jesus Christ and continue his ministry. Glory to God. And if that's if you are one of those, you need to begin 
to get hungry and thirsty for the power and the anointing of God in your life. You don't need to be a pastor or a bishop or an apostle. Jesus said this son will follow believers, those who believe. That's you and I, if we are truly surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's that scripture again, Mark chapter 16, verses 17 and 18. It says, and these signs will follow those who believe. These are the words of Jesus. In my name, they will cast out demons. Let me ask you this question. How many demons have you cast out in all the years you've been serving the Lord? You know, most Christians are afraid to cast out devils. And yet, the devil is subjected to you. You don't have to be afraid of him. They are afraid, so they'd rather not touch this. They leave it. They leave it to the pastor or the evangelist to do this. So Jesus said, in my name they will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. Do you speak with new tongues? Well, if you don't, it's time that you ask the Holy Spirit to fill you and to give you the gift of speaking in new tongues. This is very important for you. It's your prayer language. It's your direct communication with God. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything dead, deadly, it will by no means hurt them. So Jesus said, even if you drink poison, it's not going to hurt you. If you put your faith in God for exploits, signs, these signs will follow you. You won't get hurt. And then he ends up and he says, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Let me ask you this question. Have you prayed for the sick? Or do we leave that for Sunday for a pastor to do? Have you laid hands on those who are sick? What about your family, your husband, your wife, your children? Start there. Start believing God to use you as a vessel of his supernatural power. Elijah was a man who believed that his God was a supernatural God and that he was created in God's image. Therefore, he believed that he ought also to operate in the supernatural and be a supernatural man. Created in God's image. That means be like God. We are meant to be like God, people of God. The church has become very religious, very passive. We're meant to be like God. You see, a Christian is not meant to be superman, but supernatural man. Not superman, but supernatural man. And in this day and age, God is raising up a Joshua generation, a new generation, who like Joshua would do exploits through the anointing and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. That will be the end time church. In fact, it says in the Bible that the, the power of a church in the latter days, which is today when we're living, will be greater than the former days. The former days speaks of the early church. The latter days speak of the end time church. And we will see more of the anointing, more of the power displayed. If you read the book of Acts, which is the early church, you will see how many miracles were done through the hands of of the apostles and other believers, evangelists like Philip, many others who are just believers. 
And the word of God tells us that in this day and age, in the latter days, the Joshua generation that is rising will do greater exploits than that. Are you part of a Joshua generation? Do you hunger and thirst to be part of that generation of the end time church? One thing I have to say about Elijah and his spiritual son, Elisha, and all of those who are like them, they pursued the presence of God in their lives with passion and intense focus. You see, you won't be able to flow like this unless you give God a priority in your life. You need to pursue him. You need to pursue his word. You've got to give him time. Make time to wait upon him and let him fill you with his spirit and his fire and his anointing every single day. If you study the lives of Elijah and Elisha, you will find out that they were continuously focused on the things of God. Continuously focused on the things of God. Here are 11 miracles, and I'm not going to go into all the scriptures. I've got scripture for all of these. Uh, you'll find these in the book of Kings. 1 Kings chapter 17, chapter 18, chapter 19, chapter 21, and 2 Kings chapter 2, and eventually 2 Chronicles 2 verses 9 and 10. And so I've given you the references. You can go read, read these. But these are 11 miracles that Elijah performed over and above others. He declared three and a half years of drought. Boom. It happened. He was fed by birds when he needed to be fed. Birds came and fed him. Ravens. Wow. He multiplied meal and oil. And it kept multiplying. Never ran out. He performed the resurrection of a, of a young boy who had died. He laid on him, you would remember, just laid on him and the boy came back to life. He called fire from heaven in order to ridicule the prophets of Baal. And fire came down and consumed the sacrifice. And then, of course, he called rain three and a half years later after he had proclaimed the drought and the rain came. He ran faster than a horse that was drawing a, a chariot for 30 miles. I mean, never mind running faster than a horse for 30 miles, but just running 30 miles alone is an exploit as far as I'm concerned. I don't know about you. That's about 50, 60 kilometers. But he ran all that distance faster than a horse drawn, a horse pulling a chariot. And then he received angelic food, causing supernatural strength, just that little bit, sustained him for 40 days. 40 days he was strengthened by angelic food. And of course, miraculous utterance. He spoke, he prophesied. And he caused the Jordan River to dry up for a time. 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 8. And then, of course, he imparted anointing on his spiritual son, Elisha. You know, these, all these miracles, they're all supernatural outworkings of the power of God through 
the prophet Elisha, Elijah, who was just a man of God, but not just a man of God. He pressed on to God for these things. He displayed who his father is for the world to see. Elisha, who was his spiritual son, performed at least 15 miracles recorded in the Bible. And one of them, which I will tell you now, he, he made an iron float. I don't know if you've ever tried that. Um, if you've got a, a bucket or something at home, try and take a piece of iron and make it float. See if you can. Well, I can tell you, you can't do that in the natural. It's going to sink like lead to the bottom of your bucket. But Elisha made an iron float. How did he do that? Did he, did he use magic? No. He flowed in the supernatural anointing of God. Glory to God. He flowed in the manifest power and anointing of the Holy Spirit in his life. Today the church can have that same anointing. Even greater than that. Didn't Jesus say the same works I've done? You will also do even greater works. The problem is the majority of Christians are not pressing in for this. We've become too comfortable in just coming to church and having lovely time of worship and all of this. But you know what? Church is not about that. Church is about displaying the power, the anointing, and the love of Christ to the world. Now these men of God, Elijah and Elisha, they were operating under the old covenant where the Holy Spirit had not been given, given without measure as it is today. They didn't even have the Holy Spirit in full measure. Today we do. In the dispensation of grace, the Holy Spirit is given to the church. Jesus said, I'm going to go. It's better if I go because when I go, I will ask my Father to send you the paraclete. That's the Holy Spirit. He will empower you. When he comes upon you, you will have power. What power? Supernatural power to do exploits. You see, for this to happen, and I want to encourage you, those of you who are here on the 25th and those who watched will know that I'm coming to the end of my ministry. But if there's one message I want to leave with you, and it is you need to get more hungry and more thirsty for the manifestation of a supernatural character of God in and through your life. More hungry, more thirsty. Don't be satisfied with little. Desire more. You see, we are not looking for the anointing of the Holy Spirit in order to boast that we are better Christians than others who do not flow in the supernatural. No, no, we, we don't do that for that reason. But what we are looking for is we are looking for the demonstration of the anointing in order to witness to people that God is real and he loves them and he wants to set them free by his very power if they would choose to believe in him. If they would choose to believe in him. You see, our lives need to be full of testimonies of the power of the anointing 
when released. That's spiritual legacy. That's what you leave behind. When you go and pray for someone, do you know, let me share a quick testimony with you. Many years ago, uh, one Sunday morning, about seven, eight years ago, after the service, uh, no, not after the service, this was another testimony, um, we were running uh, a men's ministry. This is actually more than seven years ago. It's about 15 years ago. We were running a men's ministry on a Saturday morning, and this man walked through the door, and he said, hello, Pastor Michel. I said, oh, hello. Well, he called me Michel. I didn't recognize him. And he said to me, uh, you don't remember me? I said, no. He said, I used to come to your fellowship when you were working at Standard Bank. I used to run a ministry there, five days a week during lunchtime. And he, he then, then I realized, I asked him what his name was. He said his name was Andre. And he said to me, do you know that you came to visit me? During uh, you, I ran a life of a spirit seminar, by the way, at the bank. And he was one of the people who came. And he said, do you remember coming to visit me during the life of a spirit seminar? I said, no. He said, yes, you came after hours. You know, you finished work. And before going home, you came to my house, came to pray for me. And I told you my daughter was very sick and you prayed for her. And he said to me, she got instantly healed. Now, I walked out of that house. I never knew. I didn't know what happened. I just prayed for his daughter, said goodbye, and walked out. And this now is many, many, many years later. And suddenly our paths crossed again. And he told me that testimony. Do you know why I shared this testimony with, you, with me? Because him and his daughter never forgot it. You see, when you flow in the supernatural and you pray for people and God uses you and you release the anointing and the supernatural gets manifested through you, those people will be touched permanently. They'll never forget that moment. And that could be the moment when that person decides to serve the Lord. This man told me, afterwards and told me the rest of his story. He said, you know what? A couple of years after you left the bank, I also left the bank. Today I'm a minister for the Lord Jesus Christ. What a testimony. And I'm running a church over a thousand strong. Praise God. God is awesome. That is spiritual legacy. And we have a privilege of leaving spiritual legacy behind. All the people that Jesus touched supernaturally through you and through me. Because we were willing vessels. We were hungry and thirsty for more of his power and his anointing and his love in our lives. So I want to end this little chat by saying this to you. Let's press in humbly, but with great faith. For a greater deposit of the anointing in our lives as we seek the presence of the Holy Spirit with greater and greater passion. The more you do that, and the more I do that, the more we become supernatural people that God can use to establish his kingdom in this world. Amen and amen. God bless you. I'll chat to you again soon.